Good morning. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher. And, well, that's what we're going to do on today's program is teach what's going on here in the city of London as far as mortgages. Um, I do want to start off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. We do get a lot of calls and perhaps people read about, you know, a suggestion to use Mortgage Teacher on Reddit. Maybe it's a Facebook chat. Uh, you know, it could be through a family relative, colleague, Whatever it may be, I even read some of the reviews myself, and I just want to say thank you very, very much. Um, you know, it's really a pleasure to read some of those articles. Um, for example, even helping somebody out to stay at their own bank, they have a great product. Um, here we are coming up for renewal, like I mentioned, and a lot of people are getting an offer from their current lender, and they're just not sure if that's the best product. And that's what we're here to make sure. Hey. I'm not going to lie. Say you owe $110,000. You're getting offered 5.5%. Maybe I can get you 5.4, 5.3, but we will be honest with you. If it's save, you know, $8 savings, you need to know that because if you're going to pay $300 for an appraisal to move to a different bank, even a discharge fee, even a penalty, any sort of lawyer fees, if you're going to go pay the maybe, you know, $1,000, $2,000, you better be able to make that back. And if you're going to make the jump just because of interest rate, well, hold on, because how much is the saving? Sometimes it could be, as, like I said, as I had one yesterday that it was $8. It was $4 bi-weekly. So they thought, well, wait a minute. <laughs> they were only going to take a three-year mortgage. They weren't even going to make their cost back. So you want to make sure it's worth it, folks. And that's exactly what we do here at Mortgage Teacher. And, and like I said, Thank you, thank you, thank you for those that we have worked with. Thank you. And for those that, you know, are wondering, please Google Mortgage Teacher and read the reviews yourself. Um, we like to, to make a difference. And now that we're working with so many more banks, you know, you have all the choices out there in Canada, uh, especially Ontario. Um, and then down here in London, <clears throat> too. And people say, you know, what makes you guys work so well? And believe it or not, folks, it kind of makes sense. It's efficiency. And what I mean by that is, think about it. A lot of places are short-staffed, and so are the banks. So, you know, if you go walking into your branch, perhaps you might deal with a different person when you go in. That makes it that you have to tell your story all over again. So that takes longer. Say you go in, you send your letter, your pay stub. <clears throat> they get back to you a week or so later. Then later you find a house. Send that paperwork in. Then a couple weeks later, there's an appraisal. The point I'm getting at, when you're getting a place, look at the avenue here. You know, it takes you hours and hours over weeks, maybe even months to get your mortgage set up. Where if we've done all that work for you, we send it to your bank. For example, I said it before, I live out in Dorchester and we have TD in Scotia. So say I send it one of those branches for servicing. I get, they get to look at this deal and the deal's done. Here's the offer. Here's the income. Here's the appraisal already. We're so much far into the process that we get to give it to the bank. They can underwrite and finish it literally from start to finish in 30 minutes. If that's the case, your deal's now complete. That bank didn't work 16 man hours on it. It didn't take them a whole month to do. It literally took them that short of time. This is efficiency and we're doing this at mass volumes to help save you the money.
So, I mean, it makes sense, folks, when you think about it, how banking's changed over the years. Even the car loan. When I grew up, I used to go into my home branch and ask for a car loan. They would say $8,000, Michael, and I would go flipping that old black and white auto trader. <laughs> I'm showing my age. <clears throat> I would flip through the old auto trader and look for cars, you know, highlight them that were $8,000. Nowadays, you go into a dealership and they lay out three to five different loans and you might pick a BMO payment coming out of your TD account. That's fine. That's how mortgages have sort of become. More at a wholesale level where, you know, the banks love working with mortgage teacher. They get lots of volumes at a very high efficiency, really quick to the point. So we do a lot of the legwork for them. So when people say, what's the lowest rate you can get? Well, the thing is, sometimes you don't know that up front. So let's take the approach. Let's do worst case scenario. And then later on, we will see what your best rate is. And it will be better than that. And now it's, you know, how do we work together with efficiency? Because really that's what's going to make the difference. So those are the type of things that we make things work. And, you know, some ask the question, how does mortgage teacher work? And how do we get paid? Well, now you understand. It's kind of like a car dealership. It's like wholesale versus retail almost. So we, we help the bank save a lot of time and money, save you time and money. And yeah, the bank pays us for it. So our services kind of end up being free. We don't really get paid on interest rate. We get paid more on term. And speaking of term, there's a little bit of a topic there. There's a lot of people that, like I said, last show we talked about renewal. First of all, let me warn you, the early renewal. If the bank is offering you an early renewal, it's likely not a favor. <laughs> and you're probably coming out of a 3%, jumping into a 5%. So don't be in a rush. Wait to your, your true renewal date. And find out what the rates are and call around. Now, let's talk about product. This is one thing that I've noticed with the banks. They are offering a five-year fixed, if you look, is lower than a three-year fixed. Okay, so the, when you look at the best rates, a five-year is the most attractive rate. Now, let's talk about this. If you took that now, you would be coming up for renewal in 2028. It's quite a ways out there, folks, and these rates are pretty high right now. Are they going to go up more? Those are variable rate talks, and no, they shouldn't be. We're seeing things mellow out, and there is some pressure, like many said, for rates to come down throughout 2024 and 25. Now, for those that do follow this station, the next election is penciled in to be October 2025. If that is the case... If that ends up being the time, that kind of lines up with the rates coming down. So the interest rates start to come down, 2024, 25, we have an election in October. Those times typically point out a good time that rates could be lower. So a lot are taking the strategy of maybe coming up for renewal in 2025, 2026. <clears throat> now, I've talked about it on here before, and I will again. You always want to follow the fixed rates with what you call the five-year bond. Bank of Canada five-year bond. You can Google that. Okay? If you Google that, scroll down, you'll find a graph. Play around with the graph and try to find the longest period. For example, you can go back to 2013 on this graph and see how the five-year fix has gone up and down throughout the years. 
And what you'll notice is a bit of a trend. That 2015, 16, the rates were all-time low. At that time, anyway, we were just finally seeing what 2.99 was. Then then later, throughout the years, they went back up to about 3.95, the five-year fixed was. So people felt they got ripped off. They locked in at high threes. (laughs) And then along comes 2020, 21, where we saw rates as low as, you know, 2, 2%, 2.1, even 1.99% locked in. Unbelievable. And now here we are at 5.5%, just, you know, a year and a half later. Well, wow, time goes by. We're going to jump to a news break quick. My name is Michael Mullis. We're talking about what's going on in mortgages with renewals. We're going to talk about what's trending with cottages and what's happening with the Grand Bend area, Port Stanley area, and how you can take advantage. Again, I'm Michael Mullis from Mortgage Teacher, and we'll be back right after this. Well, thank you for not turning away, changing the channel, turning that dial. Click into the next podcast, but thank you very much uh, for listening. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher, and that's what we were talking about today. Um, If you're just tuning in now, you can always look us up at mortgageteacher.com. Feel free to look us up on social. We do stay active with Facebook and Instagram anyway, so if you use those, take a look at us. We're there to help. And of course, you can always call us, 226-289-2991. Leave a message, we get back to you pretty quick. So before, earlier in the program, I want to come back to that. We were talking about what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, if you're coming up for renewal these days. And I was getting into what sort of product to look into. We were talking about, you know, when the next election is, what's to be expected with rates. So a lot of people... Although they call in and compare rate to rate, you know, Michael, what is the rate? That's usually a five-year they're they're thinking of. A lot of people are not taking that approach. If you heard what I was saying before the news break, I was talking about how, you know, a lot expect rates to come down throughout 2024 and 25. The next election is possibly October 2025. So that's usually a good time that rates could be lower. So you might want to come due the beginning of 2026, you know, around that time, we might see rates come down. So if that's going to be the case, if you're coming up for renewal this year, you might want to look into a two-year, maybe a three-year. Some banks offer you, you know, a six-month early renewal. That's when you might want to take that. So a lot of people are taking the three-year strategy um, to come up for renewal at the right time instead of a five-year. So the reason I say that is because if you go look at the rates, folks, the five-year is looking like the most attractive one. And you want to be careful because, for example, the, the numbers I did yesterday, it is only about $26 better. Okay, let's say 25 to make the math easy. It's $25 better to take the five-year than it is the three-year. So that's the bad part, taking the, the 25-year. But if you go take 25 times 36, that's how much they're going to save. All right. So it's going to end up being $1,200. It's going to cost them, sorry, if they take the three-year. So basically, do you want the five-year or the three-year? Well, I want the three-year. I want to come up for renewal earlier. The bad news is it might cost you $1,200 over three years. Okay, well, that's probably worth it. Because in the next two years, you would make that up. That's the goal. So always do your numbers for it. Don't just chase the rate because that can hurt you if you just go jump into a five-year at renewal because that's the lower rate. 
And it is what it is. Like I said, when people call up and say, you know, Mike, what are the rates at? What's the best rate to take? None of them, folks. None of them you're going to like. They're all bad. (laughs) They're higher than what we've had in a long time. You know, we haven't seen fives since 2007 era. uh, And we haven't seen bonds this close that, meaning the the five-year fix is lower than the three-year and the two-year is even higher than all of them. It's, it's, you know, in the higher fives. So it's, you know, these terms that might be better for you right now are looking like the most unattractive, which means a lot of us don't care to take it. But when you truly look at the value on where rates could be in the future, you might want to consider that. So anyway, that's all about the renewal talk. Like I said, we would cover. I do want to focus on what's been trending a lot lately as we head into the summertime Some people are seeing what's on TV with the news, with the airports. They don't want to travel. They don't want to go into that chaos uh, with the cost of fuel prices and the cost of things. Some people are maybe not traveling as far. So here in the London area, what does that do? That makes some shorter vacations happen around here. People are looking into that. For example, living in the London area, if you're living in the north, you know, you, we, up north we have Godrich, Bayfield, Grand Bend, Port Franks, you know, Ipperwash, all that area up there along the lake, Lake Huron, of course. So that's only within an hour away. So maybe there's something like that. A lot of people are planning short trips. To, there's a lot of cottage rentals and, and even smaller hotels and motels being built in those areas. So those are something that I see a lot of people considering putting money into. Now, of course, the other way, Lake Erie. Port Stanley, Port Burwell, Turkey Point. These are all on Lake Erie that, you know, people look into. Down towards the Chatham Way along the water. Here you go. <laughs> right? If you're into fishing, maybe it's up north a little more. Maybe you do want to make the trip up the 400 and it's the Muskokas. Absolutely beautiful. Can't deny that. Some people just don't like the travel on the highway. So they look a little closer. But that's what I see trending. A lot of people calling in to look into possibly buying that cottage those are the opportunities that are possibly popping up that somebody might know someone first of all that they're going to take it from one family cottage and put make it their own some are and this is the big trendy that i want to talk about is creating for the tax deduction because this is where things have changed over the years when i grew up if you had a cottage literally your income had to afford that total extra payment or buy it cash. Those are usually the two ways because the cottage was, you know, old and rustic and in the woods and, you know, it wasn't granite countertops usually in the cottage. So these cottages were usually extra income where you kept the boat and, and the toys and that's how we went and cottaged, right? All the mosquitoes. Oh, that's one thing I don't miss right now. I like this early season. So that's the up north too for you. Okay. So that's what a cottage is to me. Can you picture that sort of family cottage? Well, now what, where it's a little different because you can rent them out, you can earn an income. Well, if you in Canada, if you borrow to invest, you get a tax deduction. So I'll give you an example. A family came in and they saved up, you know, $300,000 of their own money to be able to put down on a cottage. Great idea. I said, why are you doing this now? They said, well, you know, instead of waiting until the kids are older and moving out of the house, we'd rather do it, you know, maybe 10 years earlier and let the kids enjoy it a little bit also and teach them some work ethic. And I said, well, how do you mean? Well, the family had so many friends and family that they could easily rent the cottage out to their network 
quite easily and, you know, let everyone enjoy the cottage in their network. And that's a good idea. A lot of people are doing that. Almost like the family network cottage, a friend of a friend, a cousin, maybe a work colleague. Okay. So, whoa, hold on here. I said, so you're going to take all this hard-earned tax money and put it down on a cottage and you're going to rent it out. Yes, that's the plan. It turns out they had about $450,000 owing on their current mortgage. And they're working hard to pay that off, making some extra payments even. So all is good. But when you look at the plan, here's what we redesigned. What if you took that money you've taxed yourself on, hear me out, pay your mortgage down to only $50,000. So now on your mortgage, which is non-tax deductible, you've paid that down to only $50,000. You're almost mortgage-free. Congratulations, because that's how they should feel. Now, what happens is you can write that up against your house, borrow against it. So yes, I get it. There's a mortgage on your house now, leaned against it, but it's all put towards the cottage. Because in Canada, if you borrow to invest, this is now an investment property. They're going to claim the income. They're going to rent it out. Okay, so now you borrow to invest. So now all the mortgage is fully tax deductible. Your accountants love the organizing of this. Things you buy for the cottage, things you do there, you write that off. All the income you show is income. So now your mortgage is down to 50000 That's great. You're almost mortgage free. Yes, you have debt, but you've switched all your debt to non-tax deductible debt. These are the types of strategies we do for free. And this saves you thousands, folks. You've already got tax income taxed on that money. We already paid our dues. Now, how can you take advantage and use that the right way instead of paying more interest to the bank? So these are the things that are sort of trending right now. If this, you know, kind of tuned in and, you, you know, this is something you're into, you're sitting on a couple hundred thousand that you want to invest. You somehow want to invest in real estate. The cottage is a good idea like this family, maybe 10 years early so the kids can enjoy it a little bit. At the same point, we create a massive tax deduction per year and they're working towards a retirement home. So now they're going to have this as an income property and like, and like this family said, teach the kids some ethics. So they have to go up on the weekends and, you know, cut the lawn and clean it up and have it ready for the next renter. So pretty cool family plan. I like to see the creativity of some of you Londoners. And uh, yeah, if that interests you, please reach out to me, Michael Mullis at Mortgage Teacher. I'd be happy to help you out. We're always uh, helping out London and surrounding area. All right. Take care again. If you want to call in, 226-289-2991. Enjoy, folks. Have a great weekend.